0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Daffy's Roundtable. In today's episode, we're joined by another incredible reptile keeper all the way from Germany. So recently, I've been super interested in the idea of greenhouses and building your own enclosures. And that's why for today, our guest is Flo of DE Reptiles, an incredible reptile keeper who has built his own greenhouse and is keeping some of the coolest species in it. Join us as we talk about Flo's experience building and maintaining the greenhouse and then we also take a deep dive into, I'm going to butcher this name, Enioloides laticeps, or the common name is the Amazon broad headed wood lizard. We take a deep dive on this super rare species that we don't commonly see in captivity. We talk about how he keeps them, what he's doing with them, what he feeds them, all the husbandry things that you need to know about Enioloides. I think I got it right that time. <laughs> anyway, before all of that, before we dive into the episode, allow me to thank Exoterra for sponsoring this podcast and making this episode possible. Exoterra makes quality products for our pet reptiles to make them feel at home. Okay, without further ado, let's dive into this super fascinating episode. Everybody, please help me welcome Flow of DE Reptiles. Flow, what's up, man? How you doing?
1: What's up, man? How are you?
0: Good, good. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much for joining us all the way from Germany. I'm super excited <laughs> to do this. You're my second um, German guest, and I think I'm going yeah, to continue to do... Um, the the hobby over on that side interests me and I think you guys do things very interesting which I mean there's a sneak peek right behind you right now of what we're potentially going to be getting into very soon but yeah yeah. um, yeah, man uh, maybe maybe let's start there I want to ask you how you got into the hobby and all of that but maybe let's very quickly in your opinion what do you think are some of the differences between the hobby over there and and maybe like maybe just Germany or maybe Europe in general um, Mm -hmm. versus like North America Sorry um, for
1: putting you on the spot with this one. Right, right, as no soon problem. as you get on, I'm throwing, I'm throwing the hardballs at you. Full on. So <laughs> uh, Okay. Uh, so for North America, I think it's pretty similar to to Germany, to be honest, in in my okay. opinion. What I what I know, uh, I see a lot of you guys over there have like bioactive setups, planted enclosures. Um, I don't know if it's just better represented than in the U.S. hobby because you are like a smaller. Uh, crew over there that are on youtube but what i see it's like a bit a little a little bit more um advanced than in like the us but it's only what i see uh, but in germany it's funny because a lot of people overseas uh, think that the german hobby is super uh, yeah next level or something like that but i think it's 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 the same like every other country to be honest you okay. see maybe a little bit uh, extremer setups or something like that, but uh, overall I see a lot of bad keepers too, so I think it's it's pretty s- similar
0: yeah, that's interesting. Did you say that there is a smaller group of people here doing YouTube than over there than mm. like in in Europe or Germany you mean the other uh,
1: no no I mean u uh, s compared to 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 Canada. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. right, right,
0: that makes sense. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's much smaller, a lot less of us. Yeah, yeah. a lot less of us for sure. Yeah, Um, awesome. Okay,
1: but you're all very good connected, right? So
0: yeah, I think uh,
1: the majority of us live
0: um, fairly close to each other. I'm the furthest one away Mm. actually, and I'm only five-ish hours away. Um, But everyone else kind of lives within like an hour to
1: two hour range from each other.
0: And we all meet up for all the expos and stuff like that. So we're kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah. nice.
0: Awesome. Anyway, so let's get into the important stuff. I'm super excited to have you on once again. Uh, I think this is gonna be an awesome episode. Um, Before we get into the really cool species that I want to talk about and the Mm -hmm. incredible greenhouse that's behind you. um, Tell us a little bit about you, man. How did you get into the hobby?
1: Mm, So I was basically into animals and reptiles, especially my whole life, since I can think. And uh, it started with uh, insects, so stick insects, uh, praying mantises, stuff like that. And from my father, a buddy of his uh, has a own reptile shop. Nice. And he, yeah, he introduced me to him, and that's where the passion grew. And my first uh, pet reptile was actually a panther chameleon. So oh, wow! Okay. <laughs> the first one fully on. And after that, uh, pretty pretty different animals that I kept. Uh, my parents were kind enough to uh, gave me a whole room where I can that's live awesome. out the hobby. The only compromise was that I wasn't allowed to have snakes and uh, spiders, <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. that was the only thing. But um, yeah, over the years it, it grew and I always wanted to have like bigger animals, so Varanids or something else. And at one point in time, uh, I was able to, uh, to buy Varanus Indicus, so the mangrove monitor. Nice. And I built like with my father together a big enclosure, so two by two by two meters, so pretty big. Mm. Once I got the animal, so at first it was like two. One died because uh, it it gets squished under the water uh, area. Wow, the water bowl or whatever. Yeah, 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 this was like a a hard thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's a big problem and. The, he was a male, the, the one that uh, I had left, and he grew like very, very big. So sure. the enclosure was pretty big. But at one point I thought to myself, okay, I don't like that anymore. Like I don't like to see such a big animal in like a small enclosure. And I only had him to like, yeah, I have a Varanus and <laughs> I'm like, cool now. Um, but yeah, I decided to to uh, let this animal go and was like, OK, I have this big enclosure, so maybe um, I should put like only small animals in there. And this was like the first time I did a big build with only small animals and the benefits and also everything was like super great. The behavior of the animals is amazing. And from that on, yeah, that was like, the thing that I wanted to do, small animals and big enclosures. Yeah, that's like the the short version of my journey. Yeah, yeah, no,
0: that's super interesting. And did you see, you said you said behaviors there. Did you see a lot of different mm. behaviors in these, like in the same animals once you put them in these bigger enclosures?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, for example, with anoles. Uh, so once I put them in the big enclosure, I thought, okay, they are gone now. I never see them again, maybe when I feed them a little bit, but as soon as they were in the big enclosure, like two weeks after, they were super, like, they came to me, uh, even on my hand and stuff like that, because they know they have the space to escape, you yeah. know? And also, because of the size of the enclosure, you can really have like different temperature zones. The animals can really, yeah, get the what they need behaviors. and what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly.
0: Did you sort of see them using the microhabitats? Like, do you see them basking more frequently, and then maybe digging around in the soil as well? Or yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They they run around all the time. That's also the thing. <clears throat> like, because anole, for example, uh, is always on the on the run. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to, um, yeah, be careful with overfeeding or stuff like that because they burn so much calorie. So. That's also nice. And you see, like, they bask, and then 10 minutes after that, they are on the ground looking for something, and 10 minutes after that, they are on a completely another spot. It's it's very cool. Yeah, yeah
0: so it's, it's, it's the enjoyment of watching the... Yeah. yeah. The, the yeah.
1: Do you, are, you, are you team...
0: This is completely random, but are you team... <laughs> I prefer to handle my reptiles and be able to, like, have animals that I can pull out mm-hmm. and hold, or are you team, like, let them do their thing, and I just want to watch their behavior.
1: Mm, at the moment, I'm like, let them do their behavior, do, especially okay, with yeah. the with the animals I have now. They're like, they're not shy, but um, yeah, I don't want to handle them. I think it stresses them out too much. For sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, it yeah. depends on the species. Some some animals are are cool to handle, like monitor lizards or something like that. I think it's a benefit to training or something okay. like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so what, what are you currently keeping?
1: So at the moment, I have like uh, 1.1 Enialidis laticeps. Yeah, I can't even and... say that. I'm glad you did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's right. <laughs> yeah, and... yeah, no, it sounds right. It sounds right. Yeah, and also um, a female lipid to female smithy, so a night lizard. And uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> are they all in that same? Enclosure in nose, oh, I yeah.
0: in I I just realized exactly. it's like zoomed in a lot. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, this shows it's this like... shows kind <laughs> of the size of it a little bit better, yeah. 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 Um okay, cool. Uh so and you have them together. Okay, so so maybe I'll jump t- before this. I I think you also had the anoles in yeah. with
1: something else as well, right? Exactly. So at first I built this setup for Amazon tree boas because okay. when I moved together with my girlfriend uh uh, instantly bought some snakes because now I can do what I want. You can finally <laughs> do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I wanted to build something big. And then the uh, opportunity came around to buy a Corutofanus cristatus, so the helmeted iguanas. Mm-hmm. Those guys are, are awesome. Uh, yeah, those are very, very cool. And I put them together with Anolis grahami. So the thing is, um, I wouldn't bought them but a friend of mine, uh, gave them to me as a present. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I put them in there because like they are from the Caribics and, uh, are from South America. I don't like to, to mix, mix that up, but when right. I mean, you get them for free, so <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a... you, yeah.
0: You got to accept a gift like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: True. <laughs> but, but to be honest, so in, in Germany, they are not that expensive like in the U S so I think that it... you, U.S. They are going for like six hundred or something like that a pair. The anoles or the yeah, the anoles.
0: I, I honestly, I'm not into the anole market, so I don't know too much. I mm. think it would depend on on the specific species, right? Like I've seen yeah. anoles, the the more common species for like as cheap as five dollars, and then some of the yeah. expensive ones, like you said, for like seven, eight, nine hundred dollars. Yeah, bigger. yeah. I I don't really I I don't really follow the anole uh, market too much, but that's okay. So that's interesting. So you've been sort of cohabiting in this greenhouse mm-hmm. for a while.
1: Yeah, um, exactly.
0: W- what's your opinion on cohabbing? Like, do you mm. think that you need a specific amount of space to make it work? Like, what's your yeah? What's your thoughts on it?
1: So I think space is definitely a big point, point. and also you have to be smart with like combining the animals that you that you are cohabbing. So, for example, mm, so I had the Corytophanes. So they're like uh, like the Acanthosaurus. It's like they pretty much never move. move. So they're, yeah, <laughs> yeah they're crazy. There are even uh, papers on them that they're found in the wild with like moss and algae growth on them. So, wow, because they move yeah, so little. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Wow. So they had like the niche of like tree drunk, dwelling animal. Then I had like the annos that are jumping around all the time. And also the lipidophema, This was like, because I had an isopod outbreak, I bought this Lipidophema to get it under control. And that's also very funny because Lipidophema is often kept in like a, a very uh, small setup, so not uh, given no height. And once I put the animal in there, she's always on like the fake rock on top, like it's almost three meters high. She climbs. And she, yeah, Yeah. She's always up there. This so is the night. Awesome.
0: This is the night lizard.
1: Yeah, exactly. Those yeah.
0: guys are really cool.
1: Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. They're big. They're like they're getting this big. My really? feet is huge. Yeah. You all gave like, yeah, yeah. So she's also uh she gave me like ten babies. So oh, wow, they can do parthenogenesis. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, parthenogenesis. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Did you, did you. I guess you you've rehomed the babies then.
1: Yeah, yeah. I sold them yeah
0: okay that's interesting did it work what you said you said you got it because you had a uh an isopod outbreak yeah did it solve the yeah. problem
1: yeah now i have no i suppose no i suppose all. All, huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's it, super it worked interesting. almost too good
0: <laughs> okay really really cool okay so maybe let's let's quickly we'll dive into the greenhouse itself and then yeah. we'll come back to the i'm not even gonna try to say it yeah <laughs> um, there must be a common name for them
1: right uh, i think they're like amazon broadheaded lizard but in, there's no okay. german word for them so I okay it's the scientific yeah
0: yeah 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 no for sure it's just it's 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 it, it, it's gonna take me a while to get used to saying that scientific name they're yeah. a very cool species they i know we said i'll talk about them in a minute but we'll, we'll maybe just t- touch on them yeah, uh, yeah. i i there was there's they They come and go in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. i've only ever seen them for sale like in the past three years maybe once yeah. um, and i only know like one or two people with pairs so it's very okay. it's very uncommon here um but they're gorgeous 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 yeah, that, like they really really s- should be yeah more, more yeah,
1: widespread. They are, they are crazy like maybe we can later talk about them <laughs> yeah yeah no for sure yeah. okay okay so the
0: greenhouse the greenhouse yeah uh, my, my first question really is hmm? like my biggest concern when it comes to thinking about these things and like building larger enclosures and even like i i like the way you've done it with like it's majority glass but like even if you were to think of building like larger enclosures of Mm. wood or whatever it is it's it's rust proofing like worrying about rust or worrying about leaks or like Mm. moisture content and water is kind of like my would be my biggest concern
1: Um, how do you but yeah how did you battle that
0: what did you what did you do to kind of
1: okay the problem so so the yeah so, the thing is, um, the greenhouse, uh, maybe I can show it like it sits like t- this part. So, the, mm-hmm. the first 50 centimeters, it's like a wooden box. I build okay. it. Yeah. And then I, uh, uh, it's called PCE Lasso Gum. It's like uh, you can seal uh, showers with that stuff. So, okay, it's cool. waterproofing. Yeah. And after, so three coats of that. And after that, uh, a pond liner also in there to be like super completely <laughs> sealed. Yeah. 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 Because our floor in this apartment is like old wooden floor. And when this gets flooded, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, and the, the aluminum frame sits on top of it, so it makes like a lip. So when water drops down, it never, uh, runs into the, uh, it runs into the pond liner, but can't run in between the point liner and the, the wood. The wood. You know what I okay. mean? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the whole greenhouse, so only the front and side part is glass, and the rest of it is all with polycarbonated panels, so the greenhouse panel stuff. OK. Be- yeah, because it's so big, uh, I would have issues with weight. And I chose to uh, also the aluminum and the uh, greenhouse panels for that, because it's very big, it's like uh, one meter 50 long, one meter 30 deep, and three meters high.
0: Wow,
1: yeah, yeah. And the thing maybe weighs like 200 kilos or something. <sighs> yeah. Maybe there's not less. moving yeah. it, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's not that heavy when you compare it to a full glass, uh, greenhouse, for, for example. sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, glass
0: is he- very heavy on its own in general, I think.
1: yeah yeah that's true and uh, the thing is maybe you think it's very expensive to build something like that but the the greenhouse cost me without the plants and stuff like that just uh just the, the build thing, itself yeah it cost me like uh, i think it was a 1000 euros
0: okay wow yeah yeah, yeah. everything so for it's for an enclosure that big it's not uh, yeah, i was expecting way no. more actually yeah yeah
1: that's actually was very good and also uh, a good part about it because everything is like it's not uh glued or something together like do you know the the aluminium frame works where you can stick the things together and don't so it's connected with like um i don't know how to say it it kind of
0: goes together instead of like being glued or yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah Yeah, i assume that
0: means it can come apart easy
1: yeah super easy so two friends of mine have like the, the same greenhouse a little bit bigger I've seen but, them yeah. yeah 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 they both moved and it was like super easy we get it done in like a day uh, awesome. rebuild re- it and build it up again so it's no problem yeah that's very cool okay what about misting and like um do you have like a misting system
0: set up on mm-hmm. it or do you go in there with a hose kind of and keeping it keeping
1: yeah so the, this greenhouse is now running for like one and a half years and I have the mist king system on there. I have like 50 nozzles. Uh, nozzles. Um, but the thing is, because of the height, mm-hmm. the, mist king is, the mist is very fine. So I can only cover like the, the first meter or something with it. And every two days I have to spray like.
0: You have to go in there and give it a proper, yeah, but, proper spray. But-
1: yeah, but it's super fine because I like it that way. So I can look for plants, look for the animals. So it's it's automated, but uh, I need to do some spraying and stuff like that. Yeah, and I also have like a fogging system in there. Um Watch. PC fans for air circulation. Mm, and I also have, um, of course, lighting there. I have like five Arcadia Jungle Dawns. Wow. I yeah, I have Are like, they uh, Are they
0: inside the are they inside the greenhouse or are they like sitting on the outside on like a screen or something?
1: So four are outside and okay. one is inside, but that's the thing I would definitely do differently because on top there is also like the greenhouse panels, but over this one and a half years with the dust and with the light it, it gets a little foggy. So the light doesn't penetrate very good down. So when you hang it inside of there, it's like definitely better. But I like yeah. the look more when it's like on top. When it's outside, yeah. Yeah. And I had g um, G3 basking lamp also on top. But the thing is, our apartment is not that warm. So in the winter time, I changed it for like a heat panel. Okay. And the heat panel is inside of the greenhouse. So I can get like a higher amp- ambient temperature, and because the Andean is uh, almost never bask, it's fine for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I assume they're probably. Wh- where do they come from? Like Ecuador.
1: Yeah, uh, Ecuador exactly. Yeah. So Ecuador, yeah. Peru, and uh, Amazon, Brazil. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they might even like not. Yeah, they probably don't like it that warm anyway, right?
1: No, no, they're like. Ah, the thing is because they're like so. Uh, in such different habitats. So some of them live like in pure rainforest where it's very high humidity and high temperatures. And yeah. some sightings were like uh, in Ecuador on like mountain sides where like the temperature drops down to like very 17 cool. degrees or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, Yeah. that makes sense. Uh, okay, so let me ask you this. So when you were initial, the initial like concept of oh, I want to build a greenhouse mm-hmm. Was it initially planned to be for reptiles, or did you just want to build a greenhouse for plants?
1: Mm, it was for, for reptiles, but because I love plants, good. yeah, it's like maybe I can combine both of them and make like one <laughs> statement piece, let's say that. So yeah. it's also the only enclosure that I have at home. So I only have like three animals at the moment. Yeah, it's
0: like it's your like display display tank.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. And it's also and- in the living room so i wanted to look, <laughs> nice look nice because we don't yeah if i would have a like a reptile room uh, i would build maybe a little bit different uh, but i don't have space for that at the moment
0: right that makes sense and and when you were building it did you have a specific did you have a specific reptile in mind when you're originally building it? i know you've changed what you've kept in mm. it over the years but Did you originally have a reptile in mind, or or were you kind of just, I'm going to build it and then find the reptile that I really like that fits this kind of environment?
1: Yeah, that's the thing because uh, I only have like this one enclosure. It's very hard to decide what type of animal you want. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's like (laughs) super tough. Uh, Sometimes I would like to have like another tank because on some days I look in there and only see like the bad stuff. Oh, there's some thrips on the plants, or there's this and that. So <laughs> I would like sometimes like to have a second enclosure where I can like, oh, OK, that's working nice in there. But yeah, um, yeah like I, I I kept like the Amazon tree bows, But to be honest, snakes, it's I like the lizards. So yeah, the,
0: you're the, more of a lizard person. Huh? Yeah,
1: I'm a lizard person. Yeah, that's true, and yeah. I thought about uh, Corotofanus for, for a long, long time. And once the opportunity arrived, uh, I took it. And um, over the time, so I, I, I knew any Aluides, I saw them on pictures, but I never thought they were like in the, in the hobby. Yeah. And like two years ago, I even asked in like a iguana WhatsApp group if somebody keeps them or has them for sale and someone sent me like a link. And this was like four years ago that they were for sale. So and I only saw the US prices too. And I was like, OK, I could never afford it. They're that, very expensive never, here. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like super expensive. Like the thousands,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the pair that I saw was like four and a half thousand euros. Mm, yeah, crazy. And then uh, one day, there's like a German site called terroristic.com. There's like all the exotic market going on. Yeah, I've, so, I've seen it. Yeah, it's super interesting. <laughs> yeah. And then one day I saw the the annual readers for sale and um, I copied the link and sent them to uh, Till and Ben, who also has like the greenhouse. So we we three are like best friends. And I said, okay, when they are like under 2,000 euros, I'm definitely going to buy them because I thought, okay, they were going to be well over 2,000 euros. And then the guy answers me and said, like, okay, it's like 1,600. And I was like, oh. Okay, that's oh, much of, better. That's a lot of money, but th- that sounds good. I, I I have to take them for
0: sure.
1: And uh, I don't really like to uh, to flip animals, to be honest. So I'm I would like to keep them as long as possible. But I have to say, for for that animal, I I have to sell the Coritavanas. And uh, I sold them, and this. So I sold them for like 400 because they're also not that expensive here. Right. And then, <laughs> so I also collected sneakers when I was younger, and I had one like pretty expensive pair left, and this was like the the pair I wanted never to sell, but <laughs> I said, okay, fuck it, I, I'm gonna sell it. <laughs> and for then, the right lizards, you'll sell anything. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then I had the money, and then I was like, okay, let's meet in Ham, and those animals. Um, on the, on the website where like Juvenile is freshly imported and two days earlier, um, the seller called me and said like, Hey, Flo, um, we have like, uh, the same buddy and he showed me your, your greenhouse and I really like it. I had, I have like, uh, a proven pair, uh, adults. You can have them. And wow, I was and like instead hmm, of the, the newly yeah, born ones. Wow, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, do you know how old they are? And then he said, like, ah, he don't really know. But I was like, okay, it's like a pair. I'm definitely gonna get them. Has yeah, he read them? No. no actually, so they're not a proven pair. No, no. Oh, sorry, did I say proven pair? No, no, you didn't. I'm I'm just um, curious. Okay, so, yeah, 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 no, <laughs> no, no, they're not not a proven pair. So actually, there's only what I know of is like one person that bred them. It and was they're the they're guy they're that, yeah, that, that was the guy that uh, sold, uh, sold mine. But his female was like uh, freshly imported with eggs, so okay. it was, yeah, it's captive bred. She but arrived and sure.
0: and and laid the yeah, eggs. Yeah, tr-
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then uh, I got them, and I looked for other keepers and. Found out okay that like not a lot of there's people none. keeping them and there's basically none information about them. And now I have like a, I made a Facebook group, and I think I now have we are four people at the moment. Nice. And that's that's basically all that I know of that keeping them. So if anyone else <laughs> keeps them, they definitely welcome to shoot me a DM or something. And, yeah, we try to uh, help each other out and stuff like that. try to figure cool. them out, yeah, so the majority yeah. of the
0: ones that come in are wild caught then, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah almost all of them, yeah
0: and so you bought the only reason you 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 um uh, the only reason you sold the court the like the Christus the is yeah. the yeah. the iguanas yeah. yeah, uh was because uh was because you wanted these guys then. Yeah, it's not, they're yeah. not like a boring species to keep. No, them.
1: no, no, okay. no, not at all. I really enjoyed them um, to to keep them because like they're the perfect display animals, or they don't move a lot. Uh, but you can plant the setup very nice, and I really like to take a deep dive into a species. For example, when you have like such little animals or that amount of animals, you have to really go like on a deep dive with you can go down the, the feeder insect rabbit hole or temperature or different type of stuff. Yeah, that's what that's what I like. Yeah. And um, yeah, the NDL leaders were like, OK, that's a that's a big challenge to uh, to get them. It's also super, super cool to maybe find out or even breed them. Um, yeah, that's like that's like what I, I really enjoy. <laughs> It would be,
0: it would be awesome. If you, if you manage, yeah. I, I did see, we, we did chat about this already on Instagram yeah, yeah. see pictures of your female. She is looking big. Yeah. Um, she's looking has big. Has changed?
1: Uh, she's really, really looking big. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I think if she were um, pregnant, she should let, uh right now, but I, I'm not sure she's like, she's really thick, but nothing, uh, nothing changed. But yeah. like, one month ago I saw a pairing. This was the first time I saw them lock up and it was like for a week. And I think that's gonna be it's gonna be it. Yeah. How, sorry, they locked up for a week? No, that was like uh always like time a week of multiple like yeah. Locks. yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, it, okay. they, they are locking up for a long, long time. So over multiple hours. Did you do anything that week that
0: changed that might have triggered them to
1: in, the thing is, I, I think what, what triggered it was um, I had like the UV lamp was uh, broken for a month. And hmm. in that period of time, I, I couldn't buy a new one because everything was so stressful and I, I forgot actually about it. And when I installed it, it was like I switched the light yeah, yeah. and two, two hours later they, they locked.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. Pretty... Yeah, yeah, because you maybe... don't really expect it because they're like always under branches and stuff like that and in the nature they're even like in in burrows uh on on the earth. So maybe people think they don't need UV but I'm pretty sure they they they, they need it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everything get, even through filtered filtered light through the canopy they're getting some extent yeah, of UVV, I think.
1: I, I think every every animal that lives outside absolutely. needs UV. That's UV. yeah, yeah. So no, it makes sense. No, yeah, it makes no sense because everybody gets a glimpse of sunlight, even even nocturnal species. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's like, absolutely. Yeah. Do,
0: do you do you think? Um, I know you haven't bred them yet, but do you mm. think that breathing them in the setup that you have? A uh, more naturalistic greenhouse mm. biotype type setup would be easier or harder than trying to breed them in a more what we call like the functional or the sterile mm. type setups?
1: Mm, I don't think so. To be honest, I think the best way uh, would be if I had the male and the female separate. Because so there's two guys in the group that had like successful pairings and one guy, uh, he called David. Uh, it's like, oh, what's his? Anu- Anulis Preda UK is his Instagram name, and he had like eggs in the incubator, and two animals. So he has only one egg left, and um, the rest hatched. No, they're like they were dead. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he man, he managed to. Uh, almost breed them let's Get say that. the eggs yeah 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 but he always said he when he introduces the male that instantly triggers them and he has like uh he has also nice setups but not like a big greenhouse like mine um okay. I don't think that makes makes a huge difference but um I like to provide like big amount of space but that's for personal personal uh like because the any are like the corotofanus, they move almost never.
0: Really? They're yeah, not yeah. So, so even for like an uh, uh, they're considered like an iguana species.
1: Yeah, right? they're like a dwarf iguana species. So, yeah.
0: yeah, so so even for an iguana species, they don't move
1: much? No, not at all. That's so surprising. When you feed them, they are really on the hunt. So that's that's pretty crazy. They're like very food drawn. Yeah. Uh, compared, for example, to the to the corotofanus. Um, but so they are on the same spot like the the girl changes her spot every other week every other week <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thought it's you were crazy. gonna say every other day that's <laughs> so funny okay yeah it's yeah. crazy
0: yeah yeah. Okay, maybe before we dive even further and we've been talking about them i, I see this is why I, I always do this i get a spe- yeah. i get somebody on to talk about a species that i'm super excited about and then yeah. I say okay we'll talk about this first and then I keep asking questions about the species but um before yeah, before we officially get into them although we kind of already have um yeah. I'm curious about how you choose plants mm-hmm. for your greenhouse and how you like a keep them alive keep them alive long term mm-hmm. while having animals in the setups like how do you pick plants that don't get trampled by animals how do you mm-hmm. pick plants that survive the same conditions that your animals are surviving in
1: yeah okay so with this setup um i chose only south american plants so it's not a true habitat because the plants are like from all over south america but um the thing is because i like plants so much (laughs) i couldn't resist to buy other stuff than ecuadorian plants right and you don't want to limit yourself with one country yeah 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 (laughs) but but i think when when i when i build another one i Go full on habitat because uh, I, I like it to be honest. <laughs> and mm, yeah, I think a big advantage um, in this case is that the first of the the animal, animals don't move as much, and also the enclosure is pretty big. Uh, but for example, um, when I had the the Amazon tree bores in there, there was like also not a real big issue with the plants. Uh, in that time that there were even smaller sort of plants and you have to provide a lot of branches and other stuff to climb on. Um and maybe choose uh, to be honest, the, the plants that I that I chose were like only because I like them off the looks. Okay. To be honest. So, so you didn't
0: cater it to the reptiles?
1: No, no, not at right. all. Um so I, what's maybe a little bit different plant that not everybody has like in in his uh, in the enclosures. like i have a a big avocado tree in there that's cool okay yeah yeah and i even had like a cacao tree in there but it that one died off sadly but there's a a lot of cool plants that people uh, are not aware of you can also put like ginger or kukuma just uh, the root you can buy it in the in the supermarket put the root in there and it will grow like a very cool-looking plant, and you can also harvest it. Uh, harvest like the ginger when it is fully grown.
0: Have you harvested avocados from your greenhouse? No, sadly
1: not. It's the, the avocado. They only fruit when they are like around ten years old, and the tree is only seven years. Oh, but it's already seven years. Yeah, I bought it on eBay. So <laughs> you could be you could be closer. You could
0: be closer than yeah. That's
1: yeah. awesome. That's awesome. awesome. But one time I, I um. I collected like sweet potatoes in there. You can also put like a sweet potato inside of your enclosure, and it it is like a very crazy-looking plant. It's almost like passion flower and gets everywhere in the setup.
0: Does it take over? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to cut it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's cool looking. Yeah, and yeah, yeah yeah so and the cucuma blend is also very cool looking. it looks like a small palm. It gets like one and a half meters.
0: awesome. what are What are some other cool plants that you that you have in in, uh, in the setup that you know you don't really see in most setups? Um,
1: so I have like uh, Anturium viici. it's like a it's like an arrow-shaped vichye, but it's getting pretty big so the leaves can reach up up to almost 2 meters in size. So it's like wow. a very elongated leaf. They, they're looking like um do you you know Troy Goldberg, right? Of course. <laughs> yeah. And he has like the Vaichi in his I think fellow Medusa and like the big rain chamber yes. type yeah, enclosure. Yeah. Display yeah, like has, they
0: have like a triangular long leaves.
1: Yeah, yeah, and have I like, think I know uh, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And uh, this one is in there and uh, this is a uh, the plant that's doing the best inside of the greenhouse and that's also my favorite plant um and what's also underrated i think are ferns they're like so many cool fern species out there that also give like a perfect jungle feeling when you yes. look into an enclosure ferns and mm. mosses that yeah
0: two <sighs> two combination of the two really bring yeah yeah, yeah. yeah especially
1: moss Oh, i love moss yeah.
0: <laughs> how how man the, the more we talk the more questions are coming okay how how hard is it for you to get like over here um shout out understory enterprises mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. is really the only way we can get like proper um bavaria moss that doesn't cause mm-hmm. outside and, and 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 i may be wrong about this but this is just what i've learned over time the mosses that we collect from outside go through a um rumation period Mm -hmm. because it's so cold here yeah so if we were to put them in in our terrariums or vivariums they don't last a long time because they need to go dormant that's the reason yeah they need to go they need to go dormant um so so really it's very rare or very hard to find good mosses or liverworts that survive long term in vivariums um how is it is it the same thing for you guys like do you struggle to find uh rare plants or rare
1: mosses over there mm-hmm. uh no not at all we have like a lot of cool uh specialized uh garden centers uh in in Germany that has a lot of cool variety of plants and you can also ask in botanical gardens or like zoos for example for like cuttings that they would throw away or especially moss. like in, in a lot of botanical gardens they they pick it every month because it's it's overtaking so you can get like cool mosses from there also in the botanical gardens you don't know if it's exactly like a South American moss or something like that um, but like in the garden centers you can you can buy them but there are like a lot of cool online stores in Germany too that are specialized in like super rare stuff
0: yeah I bet you guys have really <laughs> really cool stores and, and like specialty places that like that sell stuff that we can only dream of getting our hands on
1: yeah Um, we have maybe i'm wrong
0: but i just just feel like it's it's like yeah Yeah,
1: it's a lot of cool stuff we have like a lot of orchid um garden centers specialized that's cool do you have any orchids in the greenhouse no in this one i don't i don't have any but i don't really know why (laughs) maybe i need some maybe you do Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i um i've only ever kept other than that you know the the
0: Walmart grocery store orchids yeah. that you can grab yeah, the, the, the classic orchid. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I've only kept two types. Mm-hmm. Actually, I still have them in in inside of a tank behind me, but they're, um, they're not doing well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know yeah, I'm not, I'm not good at keeping them. No. Uh, it's it, yeah. Um, what about, what about um, going in and how, how, how old is this greenhouse now? How, how long has it been set up?
1: Mm, two years two years okay so yeah. how,
0: how what about like going in and and cutting up plants and and mm-hmm. kind of trimming how difficult is it to do and how frequently do you have to do it
1: okay so at first it was like i let everything crew in and once everything was like super nice grown in I i got like a f- huge thrips outbreak and it's it still is a huge problem in there and it's like that far, I, I I haven't really um, had to. Yeah, yeah. Got more plants and even cut the stuff up because a lot of it was dying oh, and right. I had to cut it back and it grew back and I get another thrips. It was like, pff, it's it's the worst. I, I put like every month I bought like predatory mites okay. to uh, get rid of them, but I think I, I spent like way over 500 euros on predatory mites and nothing worked. It didn't work? No. You're still yeah. battling
0: thrips?
1: Yeah, still. It's so like for you, over half a year now.
0: <laughs> do you have a game plan on how you're going to figure but, it out?
1: <laughs> to be honest, I, I thought about maybe put like a CO2 bomb in there to kill everything off, but then you kill everything off. Like the, all the microphone you know, spring, all Yeah, spring stuff like that. The thing is, my my girlfriend and I are moving at the end of the year to Copenhagen. And I have to debuild the the greenhouse and build a smaller version of it, and I think that's the perfect time to really uh get Quarantine the all the plants, get everything cleaned up yeah exactly that's i I would done it anyways, even when we wouldn't uh moved that's that's the only thing I think to do yeah you're like you
0: might as well wait till you do move,
1: yeah, yeah, that's true, but the the thrips are like also the the worst pests. Uh, so annoying i even thought about maybe putting some super small dart frogs or like greenhouse frogs in there to prevent that stuff because um some of them are small enough to eat them but i don't think it, it 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 will work out to be honest i got hit with thrips about
0: it's been a long time now it was maybe like two years a year and a half ago two years ago um and every single tank in my room got hit except sorry uh, except for uh my dart frog tanks yeah and i assume that they did get hit but the frogs were eating the, the yeah, yeah. And, and that's why it never happened but man it was a headache and i i essentially like <laughs> tore down my entire reptile room
1: yeah it's it's the um, worst it's yeah so so uh, I,
0: I, yeah so it's, it's interesting that you decided to live with it do you think that if you hmm. were just to kind of live with it till you decide to move Mm. that they die down on their own because i've heard for some people they have a population boom and then mm. they die
1: yeah so it's definitely got better um and i think you in like a big enclosure like that you can never get rid of any pests in there you have to to live with it and um manage it that the plants don't really suffer that way they suffered at at like my place right now um that's like the the main the main goal, but I think when you try to kill them all off, you you're never gonna win the battle. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and that's is, no go yeah. ahead. Sorry, go ahead.
1: The thing is, a lot of people say they are not like in high humidity areas, but it's it's bullshit because like the the greenhouse has high almost yeah, it's like eighty to nine to a hundred percent humidity. So don't really know why, it but. The thing is, the only plant that didn't get hit is like the Arturium white That's the one <laughs> you really like. Yeah, that's, that's like, a
0: blessing. That's a blessing, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a big blessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, okay, so that's that's what we, ta- we kind of talked about the plants and like cutting back yeah. plants. What about general maintenance mm-hmm. to the greenhouse? How often do you have to do it, and what do you have to do?
1: Well, to be honest, it's not a lot of work. So I have like okay. more work with my feeder animals than with the greenhouse itself. So like I said, the only thing I really do is like spraying it down. And I also have like a, a small water feature in there and change that water once a week and okay. everything else. It's like uh changing water on the on the on the mist king and changing water on the on the fogger. That's that's pretty much all. So all the, the poop and stuff like that gets eaten by the springtails and the animals that I have inside of there, the, the, compared to the size, the, the poop is like super small. It's nothing, yeah. It's nothing, yeah. That
0: makes sense. Uh, okay, so we'll, we'll wrap up the, the greenhouse talk on this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> g- glass terrarium, so like mm-hmm. other than size, yeah other than size because obviously Mm -hmm. we're never going to be able to get like an exoterra or zoomed or whatever this big at that big right so other Mm -hmm. than size because that's the obvious pro glass terrariums versus greenhouses is there that Mm -hmm. much of a difference and like sort of what are the pros and
1: cons of each in your opinion Mm -hmm. so the the thing is uh, at first should we talk about like the same sizes like as the biggest exoterras or like when we talk about bigger bigger sized enclosures yeah, like, because... yeah, if
0: you were to compare like a greenhouse that's the same size mm. as the biggest size exothermia,
1: okay. So, I think it depends what you like from, from optic kind of thing. I, I really like the aluminium frame stuff, and you can build parts, uh, even uh, on it, even when it's like finished, you can change stuff out, stuff like that. And I like it because it's super lightweight, um, but you have to uh, be willing to do. DIY stuff. So that's that's the part. When you just want that's to have, yeah, a, yeah, a, a greenhouse uh, or just have an enclosure ready, put the background in, and get started. It's I think it's not the right thing to do. But if you want to be creative, you you can, should go for like a greenhouse. And the thing is, I don't know how the prices are in the in the US with the with the aluminum and stuff like that. But compared. In Germany, it's like the cheaper alternative.
0: Yeah. yeah, would you almost say it's like the Lego of enclosures? You yeah, said it's kind of. It's kind of. You can, you can take yeah. pieces out. You can add pieces in. You can change it, customize it over time.
1: Yeah, that's a credit. description. Yeah, that yeah. fits very well. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I like that. All right. So before we jump back onto.
0: You're a really cool species. Thank you for saying the name. I was going to say I'm avoiding saying the name on purpose. (laughs) Um, uh, You you did say you go down uh, feeder insect rabbit holes. Mm -hmm. So maybe let's go down a quick rabbit hole on the feeder insects because it's always a fascinating topic because we uh, up here in Canada don't get many options. Mm -hmm. Um, We just had, I've said this a thousand times on the podcast and the the people that listen are probably bored of me saying this. (laughs) We only get discoid roaches crickets worms that kind of stuff what do you uh what do you have as feeder roaches and it sounds like you also breed some of your own so what do you breed and what do you feed and and yeah give me your um feeder insect rundown or feeder okay yeah
1: okay what what i have at the moment right now are like buffalo worms um (laughs) what are those see i've never even heard of those (laughs) the, the the, the, the super worms the big ones Oh, they, okay, you yeah, guys was, call them buffalo yeah. worms? Okay, yeah, okay, cool, okay. buffalo worms, super worms. Uh, then I have uh, doomia roaches. Okay, so it's like see, a, a, we can't get those. <laughs> yeah, we, are, we have, like, a crazy variety of roaches that we have access to. Then I also um, have, like, uh, locusts. You, can, you can't also get them, right? Locusts? no yeah
0: sorry i was muted yeah i wish we could get them um i I think i have been considering just collecting some like grasshoppers Mm -hmm. that appear here in the summer and trying to breed them but i don't think it would be very easy and i can barely keep crickets alive so i (laughs) I don't know if i can (laughs) to keep them alive to be honest but no we don't get them yeah
1: okay okay are are these all
0: species that you are currently breeding and working with
1: yeah yeah that's what what i so the 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 feeders in general what we have like in Germany and Europe it's like it's awesome we have basically everything the only thing what we don't really have is like silk worms and hornworms it's like super rare to find
0: uh, and are, is that because they're bylawed or uh, no
1: I, I, nobody works with them to be honest okay so that the only chance we, we get them is like at the hum expo uh, there's like a breeder from uh czech republic or something that that brings them but you you can't find them in like a in like a pet store or something like that yeah and those
0: guys are pretty common here like we do see hornworms and silkworms
1: Uh, yeah they're like they're they're like great feeders i really like them yeah we get them in packs um so they're called silks
0: to go and there's like 12 or 13 or whatever there is silkworms in here
1: so how how much is like this box um
0: so retail at the at my local pet store Mm. or my local reptile store i think it's uh 9.99 so 10 dollars for like 13 so so it's not cheap it's it's like it's it's fairly expensive to be honest because one of my dragons will take down six in one yeah yeah Yeah, exactly it's not cheap but um it's a good uh you know it's good to have to put it in the The in the in yeah exactly the rotation yeah
1: yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I think that the the feeding stuff it's such an important uh, topic. Um Also, I sometimes feed phasmids. I, I also bred them. Uh So stick insects. Stick insects. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, yeah I know yeah.
0: this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um,
1: and they, but they are like, I had like two hundred of them, <laughs> so, and they. You they were they breeding feeds, them yeah yeah are they easier
0: to, are they easier to breed
1: uh, you need a lot of food because That's okay the so thing. and and they only eat one one type of leaf if i'm not mm, mistaken no they, no no they, they eat like a different variety so they are they're not that picky but you have to have, to have the right trees around in your area <laughs> right what, what what kind of trees were you feeding them so what i kind of trees what kind of leaves i guess so the leaves that I feed him was like, um, oh, what's the name in English? Um, wait, I have to Google for a second. Sorry. So I'll, yeah, no,
0: no, yeah, no problem, no problem. I'll tell you, I'll tell you here. I think we only have one species that's legal to keep, mm-hmm. um, or at least I've only ever seen one for sale at the expos, and and they're they're being sold as pets, not as feeders. Yeah, uh, a lot of
1: people here has them as pets also.
0: Right, but if they're easy yeah. to breed, then you get a lot of them i be yeah, really yeah. interested in seeing if somebody could try or, you know, something. Yeah. If, if if it works out to try to keep them as as uh, feeder insects. Uh, they're 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 uh, I think it's oak leaves.
1: Yeah, the, I think oak leaves you can feed them too. And also blackberry. That's the main thing. I blackberry or to. mulberry? Blackberry.
0: Blackberry. Okay. Yeah. Because because yeah. so, silkworms, it's only mulberry. Mulberry leaves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And th- the thing is, uh, so here in in the city where i live is like blackberries everywhere so i can go out collect it stuff and feed it but they eat, they eat a lot and you also have to clean out the, the enclosure two times a week because they, they make so much waste
0: okay what they're, about
1: they sorry they're, they're pretty oh, easy ahead. to breed when when you have like a, a bigger bigger breeding group um it's it's no problem yeah interesting yeah, that, that, maybe maybe you should think about it. Give it a try. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there's an expo.
0: There's an expo coming up on March 3rd, and I, I know somebody that's going to be there. Will be selling them. Um, yeah, they sell them as babies, as pets. But maybe I can okay. grab a couple and, and grow them out and see how it goes.
1: Yeah. Uh, the the uh, thing. Yes. Yeah, no, no, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. The the thing is, that the the stick insects are like super cheap here in Germany because a lot of kids has them as pets, and you get like uh, one stick insect uh, on the internet for like fifty cents oh wow okay
0: they're cheap here too but
1: not that cheap okay okay i think they're like
0: five dollars each something like that so not cheap enough to be a feeder but if somebody was to you know breed them as a feeder would dedicated, and they're also a
1: a really fun fun animal to keep i i I enjoy insects as well so yeah it's the perfect combination
0: (laughs) yeah talk to me about the uh, locusts you said yeah yeah you so so how's what's it like breeding those how does that work
1: So they they need it pretty hot okay. and they need a lot of airflow. So they they, they hate it when there's humidity inside of that. So they instantly die pretty much. When you have like, I feed them like carrots, like cucumbers, salads, stuff like that. And when the enclosure is not well ventilated and the moisture builds up over like two days, a lot of them are dying. But so on top, so... This whole part here on top okay. is like where where the lamps are, and and that part are all the feeder insects, so they also get like UV and there's like uh, I think thirty. Oh, they get degree. UV
0: as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah, they're like also the, the temperatures are very high there, and I can move the locusts a little bit uh, further to the to the lamp and like the the roaches a little bit away from them, so everybody has like a perfect microclimate and yeah i i have them like set up in, in an ikea box and you see that yeah. ah, that's my snake yeah, enclosure yeah.
0: that's my heat lamp and those are my roaches yeah <laughs> so i'm doing the same thing i, I yeah using perfect, the, yeah. the heat lamps as kind of the heat source yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's okay. perfect yeah yeah so sorry go ahead how, how did you have them set up
1: so i have them like in 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 an ikea box and then i put on one of the walls like the breast cork I put some sticks in there and I have like um, a little um, area where where I have like wet earth, so a, a little wet earth so they can lay uh, their eggs inside of there and they have to be adults and they start to breed. And after like, I don't actually know how, how long the eggs are inside the earth. I think it's two, one or two months and then small. Uh, locusts start to emerge and yeah. you
0: just release them all into the greenhouse and let them grow Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, the the thing is uh, the enyaloidus are pretty similar to like the coretophanes because they have like a super small uh, slow metabolism they feed like compared to the body size pretty large prey items so they only eat not only but I only offer them like the the adults mm, okay and, and how often ex- do they eat Mm. so my How female, my female would eat every day and nah, 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 nah. <laughs> the cat has to make an appearance. Cat, it's just ha, natural. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Does the tentative.
0: cat ever try to get inside the greenhouse?
1: Uh, they are curious, but, uh, no, they're just no. looking around. But when I, f- when I actually feed like the, uh, the, buds, the reptiles, uh, the, the cats also get a locust too, if they love it. They won't eat wet food. Don't know why. They are are a little bit crazy, but the (laughs) locusts, they like. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so I feed them uh, two times a week. But it it depends. Sometimes I get them like um, maybe I feed them every day for like a week. And then I don't feed them for a week. And then so I I don't make it consistent. So it's... You you kind of keep it at a
0: random schedule. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And... and
1: and when you feed them are you um
0: are you tongue feeding them or are you mm. just sort of throwing in bugs into the enclosure and they they run around and hunt
1: mm, it depends so for example I, I don't know what really happened but um at first when I got them both of them ate from tongues and um after I was like on summer vacation the male uh, completely stopped eating from tongues and he now only feeds when I throw the locusts in there or the, the feeder insect. And uh, yeah, he, he, he also needs, uh, he don't want to be seen when he's eating. And uh, the female is um, eating from tums with, with no problem. So that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. Um, I actually even fed the female uh, pinky mice once. Yeah.
0: She you know give her that yeah, strength. Re- to lay re- the really give
1: her energy yeah the, yeah the, uh, so what what uh i say we so the, the other any keepers found out that the males are definitely much more picky than a female when it comes to feeding um i will tell
0: you i i can't base it off of like talking to different keepers because i don't think me yeah. and the other mountain or dragon keepers have discussed this before but in my experience, male mountain horn dragons are also more mm. picky than females.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know why, but uh, yeah, the, the thing is, my male really uh, ate like for a long, long time nothing, and he even he even gets very skinny. And there was like a period where I have to kill the roach, cut it open. Wow squeeze the juices out, uh, put it in front of him, and then he start eating. But I don't know what, what was wrong, to be honest. Now everything is pretty much back to normal, but there was like a weird period of time.
0: <coughs> yeah. A- and, and the ones you have, yeah, I, I, I sorry, just a comment on that. Um, could it be a seasonal thing? Because I find that sometimes my not just my males my males and my females will mm. eat not stop eating but eat significantly less for mm. a month or two at a time and then they'll start eating regularly again
1: so could it be yeah. like a seasonal thing i think it could be but it, it was like so I, I had like other animals that had like seasonal um difference but he was like really nothing for like five weeks so, oh wow, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this was oh this was i bet that was stressful yeah, it was super stressful. I, <laughs> every morning I thought, "Oh, he's gonna lay on the ground dead," but he survived. And yeah, when he does it again next year, I know it's, it's season. Yeah, yeah, if he does
0: it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully he doesn't. But yeah, you know, you never yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's that's interesting. Uh, I, I pulled up uh, just just for the people watching, the people who listen to the the episodes. Go Google them. Um, but I've just pulled up a quick picture, quickly, just to show the people watching mm. what we're talking about because they truly are incredible. Like, look at this. Yeah. Like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Do your uh, does the color is is the color a sex thing? Like, are is your male maybe more colorful than your female?
1: Yeah. When you saw the the picture on Google, the, the right down there with like the white background on the
0: the white the, background. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. The,
1: on this one right here. Yeah, yeah, reptiles of Ecuador. Yeah, so it's basically pretty much like that. So my male is almost the same color as this guy um, right here. As this guy, yeah, yeah. And uh, the female, my female is um, has like a little bit more black on the back, but is more neon colored, like her green. Yeah, okay. so they almost look like the same. Interesting. As mine. Interesting. But okay. Uh they have like. Mm, so, the males are, are more colorful than the females, but I really like the, the color of the female, to be honest, because they're like super neon green. Neon it's, green. it's very crazy. <clears throat> um, the males, uh, so the other keepers, every male looks a little bit different. So, there's one individual on naturalist is like super blue. It's crazy. He has like very crazy blue undertone on, on iNaturalist? Yeah, yeah. So, like a wild specimen. And wild specimen, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. and um, the thing is uh, the wild specimen males are almost definitely looking better than the ones in captivity, so mine are very, very colourful compared to uh, the other keepers, uh, but we don't we haven't figured it out why, so that's all uh, so, uh, like a big big topic in our group, so. What we can do different to get like a very nice strong color? Yeah. What I what I found out is like when there's a super high humidity and when I spray them directly, they're like after that the male is super fired up, fired up. Think, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think and it's it has to do with something with like very high humidity.
0: Do do all the uh, you mentioned earlier? You do have a UVB on on. Mm-hmm. The greenhouse do all the other keepers have a uvb, UVB as well
1: mm, yes all of them have. okay them. so it's not yeah.
0: that um and you all feed the same thing
1: yeah also uh, basically the the same the, the yeah
0: interesting because uh, yeah I, i've heard of i've heard of this in like certain species of frogs or other lizards mm-hmm. or um stuff like that where increased carotenoids in the diet yeah. and increased UVA, yeah i'm sure you've heard of it as well increased uvb um yeah kind of brings out those colors so maybe maybe it's something like yeah, that but if you're feeding the same and you have the same uvb or yeah it's, yeah
1: maybe it depends on the individual or maybe there's a feeder item that we don't provide that that really triggers like maybe a, a fruit or something like that that has like a vitamin component in there that we don't have like in the hobby but yeah. i i try to feed fruit or stuff like that um but they never took fruit maybe. that's interesting uh, yeah, I always
0: wonder the same thing with with uh, my mountain or dragons, I, you know, especially yeah. the babies. Like, are they getting something in the wild, you know, even if it's like a licking a rock to get a mineral that yeah. we don't know about, right? Like, who who knows what they're getting that we can't provide or that we don't yeah. know about to provide, right? Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, so, yeah. so I actually thought about the same thing with licking a stone or something like that to get. Yeah, uh, a lot of dart frog keepers has like the clay balls inside of there. And I also put like <laughs> a clay, clay Yeah, I also put the calcium clay bath in there to maybe see if they they use it. But uh, I never seen them in there. They are a lot of times in the water and bathing. That's that's pretty interesting, to be honest. Maybe they get like a, f- a fish or something. you 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 don't really know yeah how frequently are they in the water so in in the summer month the 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 female was in the water almost every day interesting yeah interesting so i I don't want to keep comparing them to
0: her dragons because obviously they're very different species um but they seem to act fairly similar uh my my males that are in the paludarium to my right Mm -hmm. right now um all three of them are in the water daily year round yes crazy around. right yeah crazy uh my females one of them goes to the water when the mister turns on mm-hmm. so when it starts raining or whatever they're going she crazy, goes to the crazy yeah. yeah she goes right to the water the other two have no interest in it and that's just one species this is just capra the other species yeah. have even less of an interest in it I, yeah it's it's interesting to to think that some of them will visit it every day within the same species and, and, and mm-hmm. others won't. And I wonder if there's a sex thing involved as well or not. Um, but yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Can you walk yes. us through um, a little bit of like a care guide for the, I'm going to try to say it. Did I say it right? Annualoides. Yeah, annualoides. Anu- yeah. annualoides. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 Can you walk us through a bit of a care guide? Like what, um, what temperature, what's the ambient mm-hmm. temperature? What's the basking spot temperature? uh yeah. that kind
1: of thing yeah yeah of course so at the moment the thing is um because the greenhouse is like so high i have like a lot of different temperatures so and so the temperatures like from 90, 19 degrees down on the on the floor to like almost 35 degrees on top of the enclosure i don't know uh, how much it is this in fahrenheit but no yeah, yeah yeah so um The thing is, they are almost always chilling like on the on the middle ground. So it's like 24, 25 degrees and um, the humidity I have in there is from 70 to 100. It depends on like the day and uh, also how much did I miss before that and stuff like that. But you can say like 24 to 25 degrees with like, um, yeah. 70 to 100 humidity
0: yeah and and it never drops below 70
1: no it's always very high humidity
0: you said you si- they're sitting at around usually around the 24 degrees 25 degrees celsius yeah. mark okay so yeah. that one i do remember off the top of my head that 24 degrees is actually 75 fahrenheit just for the okay processing. okay so yeah, they're yeah, generally yeah. sitting around there which is actually interesting enough Again, not to keep comparing because they're from completely different oh, sides of the world. but Yeah, but uh, it's
1: completely fun. They, they're like almost the same, they occupy the same niche. So same we, niche, it, yeah. So the yeah.
0: or Dragons also, I find, sit at like 23, 24 degrees Celsius
1: okay, um, yeah, that's when they're interesting.
0: just hanging out. They all have basking spots that, mm-hmm. that get their enclosure up to, I want to say, 28, 29 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. Um, none of them use it. Yeah, I never see them basking.
1: Same, same here. Like the the basking, that the heat panel at the moment gets like to forty degrees on top. Yeah, and occasionally, I, so once a month, I've seen them up there. Actually, up there, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Is there anything that that you find super fascinating about this species that we haven't mentioned?
1: Mm, no, we actually haven't have mentioned a lot of it. So I think the most fascinating part about it. Is, there's almost no information, so we have to really find out what's what they really need. So I did like a super deep dive into iNaturalist, and uh, there are like around 160 pictures of them. And to every picture, I wrote down the location and made like a map and looked up like weather data and collected That's all right. the weather data and get like the the average temperature and humidity from all the areas together. So I have like a feeling what's it like to to keep them. And uh, what's also very cool that can tolerate like also very low temperatures. So one time it gets like down to 16 degrees and they're like, it's, it's nothing for them. It's pretty, pretty fine. Yeah, I think they, they would be the, the perfect pet uh, when they would be a little bit more active. You know what I mean? When you like yeah. a display animal, that's super cool to look at. It's it's the perfect animal when you like to to build enclosures, but um you don't really interact with them or can handle them or stuff like that. Right? Okay,
0: that that was actually my my. I was gonna I was gonna wrap up on that question. Mm-hmm. They're a dwarf iguana, you know. Yeah. And when you see other iguana species online, like uh, the green iguana, you see a lot of yeah. videos of them, like even following their their owners around yeah. or, uh, my friend Greg has the, uh, Fiji iguana,
1: the Fiji iguanas. Yeah. You
0: can just reach in, pull him out, put him on your shoulder. Yeah. He's super chill. He's super nice. Um, yeah. it's, is it anything like that?
1: No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They are, so the female, because she's like, so, so food driven, she can run up your, your arm, but you can never pick uh, Okay. I would never say never, but, uh, at the moment, I can't pick them up. Do they so, get aggressive?
0: Uh, Do they get defensive?
1: No, they, they run away.
0: Okay, run yeah. away,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. They run away, and yeah, because I, I I don't like it so much to stress them out. So I think the thing is, um, because we have, like, the cats in here, I sometimes wonder if, like, it would be better to have them, like, in a separate room because occasionally they so they, they see the cats moving around, and I think that sometimes stresses them out as well, but yeah, the the right big in the room. yeah, but the enclosure is big enough so they can hide, and they I think they know that they're not coming inside of the enclosure, but that's also uh something that I thought of when it comes to to keeping them here uh at, because at the beginning they they doesn't show any size to to breed, and I thought maybe it's because of the cats but yeah. yeah you you never you never know um i think a little bit of stress is always good for for the animals to be honest and humans the, and humans <laughs> yeah true you 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 drive under 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 pressure <laughs> yeah for sure exactly yeah no yeah, that's but, interesting so the the sad thing is there's like a lot of so the only two species in the hobby is like the Laticeps, and laticeps laticeps yeah which is what you and, have correct yeah which is what i have and that's like this name is i can't pronounce it but i think it's like any or or something like that you okay. can look on the reptiles yeah. of ecuador page there's like every species on on there mm, there are a lot of exciting ones it almost uh, looks like
0: they've being oh wow yeah what is this animal bro this looks like a mix of a mountain horn dragon yeah and the savanna monitor
1: yeah it's great right crazy yeah they, but i love all the like crazy arboreal agamet uh, or iguana lizards or lufosaurus or like draco stuff like that oh, it's, I, feel it's, it's, like, I feel you i feel it's such a such a dope niche
0: they so they're so man it's like it's, they all look so prehistoric they yeah. all look like like the the, the last remain me like all reptiles look like like you know what what i would imagine dinosaurs to look like but look like but yeah. these specifically these lizards um, that that niche that that you just yeah. described i feel like really encompasses yeah. what it's like crazy, crazy dinosaurs would have looked like
1: yeah for example like the lophosaurus Dipsilurus with like a huge crest is like crazy. what is that sorry uh, lophosaurus Dipsilurus uh,
0: Okay, can you text me that afterwards? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, to, just to check it out. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, okay. So we'll wrap it up on, on this question, even though I yes. said I was going to wrap it up on a different question. My apologies. <laughs> I'm wrapping it up on this question. Yeah. Um, if you could give advice to anyone that wanted to uh, build their own greenhouse, like the mm-hmm. one you had before, uh, like the one you have built, um, yeah, what would the
1: advice be? Um, to be honest, just, just go for it, but you have to plan it out very, very good. So it's, it's a little bit different compared to when you build like a, a class enclosure yourself, it's because you have to order like all the connectors and parts like that separate, you really have to think about it. And so a buddy of mine, uh, he created like a 3d model so we can really see, okay, we need that, 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 and that. So. When we ordered it, we have to order like a second time because we forget like three pieces or stuff like that. So it's it's cool when you, when you like building stuff. It's a really cool alternative, but just go for it. So it's yeah, it's also,
0: awesome.
1: the, it's also the first enclosure that I built myself and I will do stuff differently now, but when you don't do it, you can't learn from it. You just okay, so one more question. One more question. I promise. Yeah. Last one. <laughs> last one. <laughs> <laughs> I have <time. laughs>
0: Um, you said you'd do it differently. What's like the biggest thing that you would do different?
1: Mm, I would change like the polycarbonated panels on top for like more light to penetrate. And maybe I would try to build a lamp inside of the enclosure so the the ground is really getting lit up. So, but I don't really like the looks of uh, lamps inside of the enclosure. You, you know, Me neither. You know, I absolutely yeah. know
0: what you mean. Me neither. Yeah, I, I always may... prefer to go out. But
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe so. Our apartment is like north-facing side, so we don't get a don't get a lot of sunlight. But I think with the enclosure of this size, if you have like sunlight in your in your apartment, maybe you you can put it on a spot where it's like morning sun or afternoon sun only for like half an hour so it doesn't heat up in there like crazy. But to get like more light in there, that's like a thing I, I would do a little bit different and install another misting system, to be honest, a stronger one. The, I love the Mist King. Uh, the quality is like perfect, but for such a big enclosure, it's it's too, uh, too you weak. You need something bigger. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Awesome. That's
0: like- OK, that's very, very cool. On that note, I'm super excited to see what you do when you move and rebuild it and how you rebuild (laughs) it and what you end up doing with it. Um, But yeah, thank you very, very, very much for coming on, man. This was a super interesting episode. uh, I'm fascinated with the concept of a greenhouse for your reptiles, but also I'm just really fascinated with the (laughs) the <laughs> Thank you.
1: there we go see look you got yeah. me
0: man you, you knew immediately where my mind went attempting yeah. to pronounce this really hard latin name <laughs> awesome yeah, um your name is already on the screen but flo can you let everybody know where they can find you
1: yeah you can find me on instagram on like the reptiles is my is my handle and if you have any questions i'm always happy to join conversations and give tips or receive advice i'm always open for that
0: awesome yeah. awesome and maybe one day once once you get the second one rebuilt we'll have you back on here as well to talk yeah. about some other differences yeah, I, and how you I would, love to. Awesome. I would love to awesome yeah thank you very much Flo, for coming on guys you can fly Flo's instagram link in the show notes give him a follow reach out to him what an awesome dude and uh yeah thank you all very much for listening and we will see you on the next one